How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. Hello, hello. We are here with another episode of The Christian Artist. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Carly. And I'm Thomas. And we have with us <laughs> Thomas Carpenter. I really need to like inform our guests that that's how we do the intro because yeah. I've done that twice now and I keep <laughs> Just forgetting. Thinking we should yeah. Do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are here and I I think I had a good save of actually doing the intro even though I didn't start doing the intro like you're we supposed to do. It's so weird not having a cold open. Like it's so strange. Yeah. Um but it's okay. We're fine. We're here with Thomas Carpenter and uh we're have we're having an uh well, we're talking about a topic that's near and dear to his heart. And what would that topic be, Thomas? Uh, church camps. Yeah. Grew up, I, we probably all have all grown up attending some form. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What, uh, what kind of made you want to talk about this? What was the, like, driving motivation? Um... Well, we just, I, I think when you, when you put out the thing mm -hmm. that you wanted to have guests just in the last maybe month or so before that, we had just had our winter, we went to winter mm -hmm. camp, our church. And I, I'm a, I'm a leader for our junior high youth group. Sure. Um, and so that, I think that was maybe just uh, recent on my mind and, you know, have more thoughts that we'll get into. Yeah, as yeah absolutely. The podcast goes. Yeah. So as you, as you mentioned, right, like uh, we all have been to various summer camps and, and been involved in our churches in, in various ways with, with summer camps. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, this being the Christian artist, I'm sure that many, many listeners um, could very much relate to probably all the things that we're about to talk about. Uh, Cause there's a, there's a lot of like cliches and things that develop um, mm -hmm. from, from summer camps. I remember, you know, there's probably a blind me cow video up, out there somewhere about <laughs> summer camps. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> maybe multiple um, with all the, all the things that happen at summer camps. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thomas, like what is your experience with, with uh, church camps and um, your, I don't know, like the, what are your feelings about it? Uh, <laughs> the good, the bad, think... the ugly, and all that stuff. Should, should, yeah. we, should we introduce Thomas? Oh first? yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm flustered today for some reason. Yeah. Thomas, like, tell us about yourself. Like, you know, obviously we're talking to talk about uh, church camps, but who are you? Why are you on this podcast? What do you do? What's important about you? What do the, what do the listeners want to know? Social yeah, what's, your, what's your credit card number, routing number, all those things? Uh, yeah, so I'm a, I graduated last year uh, from high school, 
kind of having a gap year. I, I, it turned out to be a gap mm-hmm. year um, from California. I, I know how that is. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, grew up Christian, uh, grew up in a Christian home. Um, and we became friends just through social media and stuff. I think it actually just happened because I saw that Carly was going to New St. Andrews mm-hmm. and I'm going to be going there myself. Um, I was like, oh, cool. Someone else my age who's going to be going. Um, and then it was like, oh, she does a podcast. I'll listen to that. And, and that's how I ended up getting to know you guys. Um, I have a podcast of my yes, own with my brother. Yes. Please um, pitch yes. it. Please. please pitch oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pitch it. What's it called? Uh, so it's called The Brothers Carpenter. Um, me and my younger brother do it. And we basically, well, I could go off on the, we, we talk about, uh, well, I'm forgetting our slogan. So it's uh, so, something, oh, we get philosophical on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, faith, and culture. <laughs> no, not life, liberty. And ha- I, I think I did it on purpose to sound similar yeah. to that. And I almost said it. Uh, yeah. Life, liberty, faith, and culture. Yeah, got it. Cool. Um, so we've, we've released some episodes, a few episodes. Uh, we talked about Star Wars mm-hmm. and how Disney mm-hmm. sucks. Uh, <laughs> we talked about the new, the recent, we talked about our dad's story. Uh, and the new Pixar movie. Um, Onward. So we're yeah. just a few episodes. Mm-hmm. In. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Connor, I know Connor, didn't you just watch Onward, Connor? Oh, he's, he's chewing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they I just did. did like a couple episodes on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really good. Good movie. I've heard that. I haven't gone around to watching it myself, but everybody's been telling me that I should watch it. So. Mickey says in all caps, it was so good. Three exclamation points. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, Thomas is cool. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know him on Twitter and uh, through video chat and whatnot. Um, and there's like a super special kind of secret thing that's also going on in the background with me and Thomas that I can't talk about <laughs> yet uh, just because of announcement reasons. I don't know. There's several order to these things. Um, I don't want the internet <laughs> to blow up before it's time. Um, so in due time, time, it'll happen. But uh, yeah, no, I, I was excited when Thomas wanted to come on. And I'm also excited with the topic. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it looks like it should be pretty cool. Uh, I have lots of thoughts and feelings about church camps too. So I'm mm-hmm. sure we all do. Yeah. First of all, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey, get back to your homework. Uh, secondly... <laughs> Uh, no, very, very nice to have, have met you too, Thomas, on like social media. I love reading all of your like posts on different, like or different, different comments on different people's walls and stuff like that. Like Brandon Romans, I read a lot of your comments on, on <laughs> oh, his yeah. posts and, and stuff like that. So that's been fun. Mm-hmm. So pleasure to meet you in kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I enjoy seeing your guys' posts. Cool. And very few people can do. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Especially Connors. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. But there are a lot of people who definitely. Well, don't... Connor primarily posts on Facebook, that's fair. and there's a lot of that's... people that disagree with him. On You're right. You're very right. Yeah, fa- yeah. Facebook uh, anger is a little different from Twitter mm-hmm. anger. Yes, you have many more characters to be angry when you're on Facebook. <laughs> so, people, yeah, yeah, that's true. And most of the people, I've said this like multiple times now, but most of the people you like follow or are friends with on Facebook are like people you know in person, and mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of times it's not people that you have regular conversations with about yeah. politics or religion. So, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I've 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 uh, last no quarter November. I got a little bit of uh, yes. uh, flack <laughs> from reposting those. Yeah, yeah, I bet you would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's talk about church camps. Yeah, I guess we could go back to the original question. Yeah. yeah. Tell us um, your experience. The church so, camps. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, do have negative things to say about mm-hmm. it. Um, but I would say first, before getting into mm-hmm. that, I was saved at yeah, church camp yeah. and the reality is I, I didn't realize this at first cause it wasn't explicit, mm-hmm. but looking back, the seeds for reformed theology were planted at church camp as mm-hmm. well. We, you know, just happened to get a awesome preacher. Um, his name is Eric Hovind. I don't know if you guys know. Oh no yeah. Yeah, way. yeah. 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 We know Eric yeah. Yeah. You got Eric Holden to yeah. preach at your kids camp? What? Yeah. Yeah, so I I would have I think I was a freshman um when uh yeah, when he did that. That's so cool. Yeah. Re- really awesome. Um That's what happens when you, you live know. in California, I guess. You get famous people to come to your church camps. <laughs> The, the two things I know Eric Covent are famous for is creationism and presuppositionalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he did a lot of uh, creationism stuff and there ended up being a little group of like atheist high schoolers. And there was a lot of cool dialogue uh, that happened because of that. It was like a, a kid whose parents are Christian and make him go to youth group and that sort of thing and make him go to camp. So his thought was, well, I'll bring my atheist buddies uh with me and then it actually ended up being a really cool discussion mm-hmm. um out of that but uh yeah so er- eric hovind and a pre- preaching there so there are, s- are some really cool stuff that have happened with me because of church camp but i think the reality is how the american church camp what it's become is confused um <laughs> i think is the best i think is the best word that that describes the problems with it. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of problems with it that, that in reality things stem from other problems and, and root root problems in American Christianity mm-hmm. and evangelical fish. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Church dumb. Doug Wilson turns them. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Carly, what has been your experience with church? Yeah. I'm curious um, about that. So too. I think I've, I think I've talked a little bit about this in previous episodes. I don't remember which episode it was, but, um, so, I mean, I, I grew up Pentecostal, so (laughs) the church camps I went to were obviously very Pentecostal, um, (laughs) in the sense of like, there was always that one night of camp. Oh yeah. That's like the, the spirit night or whatever, where crying i feel like that's just every church camp though yeah yeah yeah, the ones that i've gone to in assemblies of god Mm. like district wide like summer camp like yeah okay let's let's put it this way at every church camp you cry at the last day at a pentecostal it's the second it's the second tonight it's it's not the last night it's the it's it's the one before the last night No, it's it's if at a Pentecostal church camp you cry in the spirit, you cry in tongues. <laughs> that's that's what I was, I was going to say. That yeah, it's like it's like it's encouraged to cry. It's it's, it's a godly yeah. thing to cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, fruit I, of the spirit. I, there was definitely pretty much every uh, AG camp that I went to. I consistently felt pressure to speak in tongues, 
and that was like mm -hmm. overwhelming because it's like what okay. <laughs> what is this yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and and i remember specifically one summer that i went i was like dealing at that time struggling with um like oh is speaking in tongues an actual thing for today and so i was like i don't know if i'm comfortable with any of this right now and mm -hmm. it was very interesting but um but yeah my summer camp my i mean just church camp experience in general it's never really i mean obviously good things can come out of it like thomas is saying but um i've never personally felt uh like i guess edified or uplifted uplifted by any of it because i either felt like it wasn't challenging enough um like theology that i was actually learning about or i just didn't agree with it <laughs> because i like especially during the last few years i understood enough of what i believed about theology that i was like okay no this is not right um so i i feel like yeah in in congruence with most of american christianity the church camp experience is pretty shallow like you don't you don't get a whole lot of solid teaching out of it unless you have very specific um preachers there or you know you actually have like maybe the people in your church the leaders actually like put effort into like small group discussions and stuff but um yeah that's pretty much my experience Yeah, Connie. I remember you talking about it. Mm -hmm. I remember you talking about your church camp experiences now yeah. in past yeah. episodes. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, I mean, Connor and I have had, I think, mostly positive church camp experiences. Um, and that's mostly because I think most of our experience comes from being counselors at church camp being counselors, more than yeah. being campers. That's what I was going to say. Um. But I mean, yeah, I mean, even still in as kids going to like church camps and stuff and, and as teenagers going to various like um, church retreats and whatnot, I think our our experience has been mostly positive. And I, th and I think it has to do a lot with the, the people who are running it. Um, like we grew up in a non-denominational church and you no, know, but um, our dad is the youth pastor and our mom ran the like kids summer camps. And so most of us, you know, all pretty good in terms of um, the way that it was approached. And it wasn't based on emotionalism or like, you know, you have to get your your altar call in, you're crying in. Well, no, it, at first it was. Oh, yeah, for, for a little bit. For, for Okay, yeah, I was, I was going to say like the process of yeah, I, the I, camp that we used to do every summer. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we... So, so I would, I would say it was the same process just because our family was, or, or I should say our parents were like the two main people that were like running the camp um, because dad would do all like the main teachings. So he was like the pastor basically. And then mom would do like all the administrative like, stuff, administration. Yeah. Um, and so, but, it, but it, at first, like our, like family as a whole was very much invite Jesus into your heart. Um, that, that type of culture that was our family. And as we progressed in sanctification, our family repented of that. <laughs> and 
Um, and, and, but then it started to slowly, because at first we repented of that and realized that, that was wrong. But then it, it was a, a more slow, gradual change from, oh, well, I can't say this anymore. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so we used to believe this. We don't believe this anymore. What do we say I now? Fall back on it. And yeah, what do I say now? And so for us as kids, I definitely like had an amazing experience at camp because it was fun. But in terms of like what I learned from it and, and, and like the, the Christian aspect of it, um, our, our, the camp that we did was for, from second through sixth grade. So definitely like younger. So I didn't remember as much as like for you guys, it's like junior high, high school, that kind of a thing. Hmm, excuse me. Um, but, uh, the, the process there definitely became when we were older um, and became counselors and we started, and, and, and I'll speak for myself personally, like when I became a Christian and then would go and do counseling at that camp, like it definitely became a, a huge sanctification, uh, a, a huge sanctifying process for me of like teaching kids and, and like being, being in like, being responsible for kids for a whole week and stuff like that. You know, you learn a lot about how you want to parent. You learn a lot about uh, how to discipline kids. You learn a lot about patience, you know, all those types of things. So it's a huge sanctifying experience for me personally. But then on top of that, the longer I stayed, you know, coming back to that every year, the more and more I realized, or the more and more I found myself in a leadership position. But then the more and more I found myself being like, like, okay, well, this needs to be reformed. Okay, and this needs to be reformed. And like, like that, just that slow process of like reforming the camp mm-hmm. and like changing the direction of like how we started to where we are now kind of a thing. Yeah, and it, but I, I think, I think in general, like there was less of that just to start with than I think a lot of church camp yeah. experiences. That's why I said what I did. It's not that there it wasn't there. It's just yeah. like from what I hear from a lot of people, it was like mega mm-hmm. like just you know emotionalism all over the place with everything. Um mm-hmm. when it, it really I've got yeah. some Go ahead. I've got some good uh, well just on emotional stuff. It it'll come a little bit later, but mm-hmm. I did like some like word study stuff on that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, and I and that just reminds me uh, you know, ours, uh, we co- we come from a smaller non-denom church as well, but we the church camps that we, the one that we participate in is the one where, um, I know our, our old high school youth pastor, which I never got to experience this because he eventually moved away, but for high school, he would do it kind of kind of what it sounds like what you guys are talking about, where he would do his own thing uh, for the youth group. Um, he, would, he would run it and he would teach and take care of everything like that. Um, but nowadays what we do up through high school and, you know, going all the way down to elementary is it's the kind where m- multiple churches from around the area yeah. get together um, at a specific yeah. camp. Yeah. And then they have, they have, you know, the, the preaching um, and then they have the Hillsong Bethel music, <laughs> yeah, which is that, just that's the kind that I'm most familiar with. Oh my gosh. The music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Terrible. I think that's one thing that I always liked about all the church camp stuff we've been in part of Connor is the music. I think we've, it's, we've always had good music. Um, 
that's not true. When we were kids, <laughs> I was going back and listening to some of the songs, like in the video, and I was like, "We sang that? What? <laughs> which which songs?" I don't remember. I'd have to I'd have to show it to you. Okay, because I mean, maybe it's just that I maybe I just remember things weird. Because um, I don't know. Because we 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 sang a lot of the same songs forever and continued to do so even until mm-hmm. when we were doing music too. Um, and so I don't know. I just don't remember ever really coming because because there's a lot of songs that were just like for fun, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. some of the songs are just like ah, it's you know kids dancing and. You, you sing something about Jesus, but it's like the point is not to like really think too hard about the lyrics. Um, Everything below junior high is. Yeah. Like but that. like, I think the one thing that we already, we think the camp did a good job of um, in our experience was we had a couple of those songs, but we always had ones that were like actual worship songs and like um, did a good job of like, impressing upon the kids like this is why we are singing not like not just because we're we want because singing's fun you know it's because we the meaning of the, the these lyrics actually mean something and we're trying to sing to um to god um right mm-hmm. um go ahead just it was it was a few months ago um uh, mickey chase and i i think like wanted to watch one of like the really old like kids camp videos and that's why um i i found that as then we were watching it and like the words on the back of the screen or whatever for like one of the clips i was like i was like we saying that i was like oh boy i don't remember what it was about i remember it being something that i was just like oh man like we would never sing that today kind of a thing you know what i mean so i i definitely think we remember amazing times from camp and rightfully so because it was a lot of yeah. fun but looking looking back on it thinking about like what we learned at camp. I don't know a lot of good things that I learned from camp that have stuck with me and have been a root of my theology. Yeah. Except for like the stuff, the creation stuff that we yeah. learned at camp. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, like that's the one thing I, that's the one topic I can think of that I was like, yeah, that's fair. Learning about creation from our dad. And maybe it's just like, because that was a topic that stuck with yeah, us. Yeah. Maybe it's just because of the fact that, we grew up in a Christian household that like consistently discipled us and, you know, talk where we actually like studied scripture and were taught to be Christians and stuff. Cause a lot of, I think kids who go to church camp don't have that. And so the, yeah, yeah. that's, that's a good, uh, I I have, I have some notes Mm -hmm. just for things that I want to say. And that, that, uh, one of the things is you, send your kid up to camp so he can get saved. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. For sure. No, no one, <laughs> no one would ever word it that way. And most probably it, it like would actually they, deny it. They would deny it. But the reality is you would send your, you, you send your kids hoping that they, that they can get saved instead of doing what you're supposed to do and evangelize to them and disciple yeah. them yourself. Yeah. Um, and that mm-hmm. it's the, with the confusion, there's a confusion about what the purpose is for the camps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, is church camp for church kids, you know, you know, kids in Christian households mm-hmm. and believers, or is it, or are church camps more 
um, you know, kind of the week long or weekend, you know, if it's the winter, right. But, you know, week long sort of um, evangelism rally kind of Billy Graham style sort of thing for non-believing kids evangelizing to kids and, and, you know, praying that they uh, come to the Lord. And both those things are great, but it's this confusion of they're done like an evangelism rally, but it's church camp for church kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you see a lot of the problems there because it ends up being a microcosm of churches in general, um, because Mm -hmm. we see that confusion in a lot of evangelical churches, right? Like, is this church for believers or is an event is it, is it an evangelism rally is it a get people in the doors so they can hear about jesus event is that and and so we just ship that off into church camps as well right that confusion mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean like our experience right like going through camp was was that sort of like confusion about what it's there for and and a lot of times i don't know like as counselors, we started to view it a lot in a lot of cases as like we got a lot of kids there who whose parents would never be in a church. Um, we had a lot of kids that were sent there because, ah, it's the summer camp and I don't have to be with my kids for a week and they're not Christians at all. They don't go to church you know, and they just send their kids to this camp. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in a lot of ways, right? Even even opportunities. Go ahead. I was just going to say in a lot of ways, right? Like we as, as counselors viewed that as, OK, well. You know, there's nothing like, okay, the parents are Christians. We can't expect them to, to do this right anyway. Okay. We have to spend that whatever time we have with these kids trying to be as evangelistic and helpful to them as possible. Um, but yeah, the right, there is that confusion like, because kids come there from, from church as well, but their parents don't teach them. So what do we do? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, angel tree kids is one of the, yeah. one of the, the example that I was yeah. going to bring up is um, we do a, a program basically of like, um, kids whose parents are in prison. Um, there's a program to like where we like people from our church would donate money so that kids from the angel tree system can go to our camp. So, um, or not, not maybe just, or, or I'm sorry, not both always, but maybe just one parent. And so, like, it, even people that don't even go to any of the churches involved, and it's just kids that would just come. And so, um, yeah but i guess in terms of the the confusion about what it's about i think i think that really just would depend on um i think i think we understood that that depended on the kid i think we understood that as a um as a whole i don't know i couldn't speak for you know all the individuals of the counselors um because we definitely had a wide variety of people that would do that but i i think definitely we understood that um, it, it depends on the kid as to what, what we're here to do for them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but I mean, I mean, church, the reason church camps are so cliche ridden and unhelpful in a lot of instances is because of this evangelical non-denominational confusion that we have, um, with this seeker sensitive movement in America. Um, because yeah, right. Like we get this, this kind of like complete misunderstanding about what it might be there for. And, and, and honestly, you know, it is kind of confusing just in general because the Bible doesn't give any sort of requirements or 
reasonings or guidelines to run a you know church camp because it's you know they don't it, it doesn't expect a church camp to it doesn't mean we shouldn't have any camps or whatever but like mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we're extrapolating this from okay what is the church supposed to look like and what can that what does that mean for like a week long camp where we take kids you know, and, and teach them about Jesus. What is that designed to be? And I think you you really should make a very clear distinction between is this camp going to be made, or is this camp for non-Christians or is this camp for Christians? Um, because I think if you're making a camp for Christians, it's going to involve a lot of, you know, discipleship, right? And obviously if it's a camp for non-Christians, it's not going to evolve discipleship because none of them are disciples. Um, and so you have to have that clear delineation in your mind. And I think that's where we get a lot of the weird cause, cause right. Like the, the, the cry day, right. The last day, the reason that so prevalent and this is literally like everyone knows what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like this, the cry day, the last day before you leave, everybody cries that night because they're like, oh, I don't want to go home. But everybody's like, they, they rededicate their lives to Jesus. They have an altar call. They do whatever. Right? They play the sad worship music, whatever it is. They go by a campfire. But the reason all of that is so powerful. I'll go go out go out to the the ballpark and everyone is holding candles in a in, in a circle. I never did that. that that's <laughs> what that's what ours is. There's a there's a a big campfire in the cent in the center, and then everyone is kind of holding candles or uh, circled around. You know, like. <laughs> half a dozen churches or yeah. whatever all circled around with candles yeah and then you and then you write down your thing on a piece of paper and oh, throw yes. it into the fire oh yes familiar with that concept <laughs> write down the sin and throw or it into the nail fire it to the wooden cross right. oh nail it to the wooden cross <laughs> yeah 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 exactly the, the reason why all that's so ingrained in the mind of like camp as a thing right is the reason that exists is because of this seeker sensitive confusion because a lot of people who go to this camp don't know if they're saved because the the exact mechanism of salvation is so ambiguous and it has been in churches for forever right you have to have an experience or you have to you know if you aren't living for the lord then maybe you are you know uh you need to rededicate your life to it. You need to have you know, a lot of it's work salvation sort of based stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because we don't have a clear delineation or a clear definition of what is salvation, how is one saved? We constantly have these altar call moments because people yep. have to get, get, get resaved high. over and over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Camp high. Yep. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels, feels spiritual, but it's, it's sensual. It's not spiritual. Yeah. Um, and then when that feeling fades away, well, I guess I'm not in the spirit anymore, yeah. but don't worry ne- ne- next year you'll feel it again and you, yeah. and you, and then you'll be saved. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's the same thing with missions trips. I remember mm-hmm. yeah, um, someone trips, yeah. in particular who was not saved that I went on a, a missions trip with and it was, it was, it was the camp experiences afterwards. They were like, oh, well, I'm going to do the right thing now i'm going to rededicate my life kind of a thing and then went on to just sin again and i, I mean i could i could say that for many people on mission trips or i mean or even yeah. people that that were counselors for certain years at uh case camp with us that then went on to apost apostatize right apostatize, we, yeah. we, apostatize. I'm, I'm saying it correctly now 
on purpose. So that's good. Um, yeah, went on to apostatize and be like, you know, I'm just never a Christian to begin with. And um, wait, it's apostatize. Sorry, apostatize. Yeah, because it's because okay, it's apostate. Okay, yeah. yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, apostatize. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not only with just like the kids, but it's it's even with you know the the counselors sometimes of this this um what i do here matters for god but i don't really have any way to serve god outside of this because my life outside of this doesn't look like i'm a christian you know so, so there's, there's a lot of different things like that but yeah i think i think camp is put on a pedestal of um living a christian life in a bubble um, i can be a christian here um and because we don't understand what salvation is, we, we people think that they live Christian lives once one one week a year, and and obviously I think uh, like all these problems that we're that we're talking about, I I think um, obviously just come back to the church, right? It comes back to what is the church teaching their congregation, um, and. And if, and, and I mean, more specifically, um, like what are the, what, are, what does the church believe about salvation? What are they teaching the congregation about salvation? Are they being consistent with that? And then also what about discipling your kids? Like, are, are they being consistent with how to disciple your kids? What does that look like? Is that your responsibility? Um, and, and if the church isn't doing those two things well, then people are going to be very, very confused when they go to camp. I would say camper and counselor alike about what the purpose is, um, what they're, what they should be learning, you know, all of those things. Yeah. And, and just again, uh, to note, right. Like, um, you know, as Thomas was saying, you know, he thinks he's he basically, you know, can trace his salvation back to, to summer camp. Right. Like same thing with me and, and like short terms mission trip, right. Like I went on a short terms mission trip, and I came back saved. Like, I know, I know this like definitively. Um, but just because these sorts of things can lead to mm. salvation, An exception right? doesn't disprove exactly right. Like the, um, uh, what's, what am I saying? Um, it's the, the whole line where, you know, God can strike a straight blow with a crooked stick. That doesn't mean we should look for crooked sticks to hit people with. Um, yeah. right. Like we, we have a particular way in which we're supposed to be faithful and that does not include the emotionalist experience of church camp, salvation, altar call stuff. Um, just because mm -hmm. it can save people doesn't mean it, we should use that tool as a, you know, yeah. a beneficial. And something I was going to say when you were talking about that, that idea earlier of like, well, or I think it maybe it was Thomas, like a lot of good can come from, from church camp. Right. Um, a lot of good came from World War II, but let's not go around killing Jews. You know what I mean? Like that has to be the mm -hmm. what what we. Why is everybody laughing? Car Sorry, Car Carly messaged <laughs> me and said a really dumb, awesome joke. So she oh, okay. apostatized, okay. not to be confused with giving the first ten percent of all of your noodles to the church. Pasta tithe. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I 
know. Carly and I. It's so good. That's a good one. Oh, man. Sorry, continue. Carly, Carly, you should have interrupted us. No, but anyway. Um, uh, like obviously good can come from anything. And if we believe Romans eight twenty eight, obviously God gets glory and the good of his people from every circumstance, but it doesn't mean we go looking for ways to sin, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. But the thunder of that statement is lost under people still trying to think about that, that part. <laughs> Maybe some people don't, haven't got it yet. And they're like, wait, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, right. Like the there's there's a lot of issues here, um, a lot of things that kind of have to be worked through. Um, but that does again, that doesn't mean that church camps in general have to be completely discarded for us to be faithful. No, it's just that oh, we have yeah. to completely reevaluate why we're doing them. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean. It- I even think of just like a guy like Eric Hovind. Like if if a man like Eric Hovind goes and and you know goes to a camp and and teaches there, like I, I almost have to give camps a pass for it just right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> just because of how much I love that guy. Apparently, um, Connor has a man crush but, on Eric Hovind. All right. I just like that term, <laughs> but I'll take it. Um, I know. Okay, yeah, no, you just um, have a regular crush then. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Ignore me. What am I supposed to say? Uh, you greatly admire Eric Hoven. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I think he's really cool. Yep. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Mickey, no, Mickey wrote um, Ewey. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, get back to your homework. Um. No. Uh. No. I, I honestly, I feel like like um. The, the year that just, just, just this last year when, when we went, I mean, I think like what a success, you know what I mean? Um, of like, not only just of like what we taught the kids, but being all consistent on what we were going to teach the kids. Like we talked about that all beforehand. Um, like talking about how to lead a, a kid to Christ and, 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 you know, we, we, we bring them to Christ and we leave them there. And then what they do with Christ is out of my hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like, just, just all of those things, I me mean, teaching kids about repentance. Like that was the, the, the whole sermon that I, I taught this last year was just on repentance. Okay. What does repentance look like? Um, and all those things. So like, I definitely think in, in, in the music as well, like, like, I, like, even just looking at the songs that we've had over the years, even, even from like five years ago, the way that we've reformed the music has been like tremendous Mm -hmm. and and just so cool Um, to being using uh, the sovereign grace kids songs that are just amazing. Totally God, totally man. I mean, (laughs) teaching kids hypothetic union in song form. It's perfect. You know, Caleb and I were jamming out to the God of wow on the way to the airport Mm -hmm. on Friday. Uh, (laughs) It's so good. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I know. Ren, oh, yes, Ren, Ren Collective has a really fun kids album. Oh, cool. Yeah, they, they released they really? uh, a year ago. Yeah. Well, ironically, we used a Ren Collective song 
just, just this year as like a new song. We were like, oh, this song is really good. Um, but it wasn't the, from the kids' album. Just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the album is uh, it's like Sparkle Pop Rampage or something, something like that. <laughs> oh, yep. It's a, it's a just very kind of fun. My favorite on there is one of them is just Goddess Fun, I think is the name of the song. <laughs> Um, but the, my favorite, I think it's the last song on there and it's basically like God of science or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's this fun song about how, you know, God created rhinos and armadillos and dinosaurs and, and like talking about, and, 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 and and it says some science stuff in there. It's been a little while since I said it, (laughs) like God is a God of science and he created all this stuff and science is all under, under him. So that's my favorite song off the album. Yeah, I, I just posted the theology link in in Twitch chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna post the the Rain Collective one too, um, for people to check it if they want to. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say a bit ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Connor was talking about um, the idea of living. You live like a Christian there, but then not like a Christian outside. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think about the thing that I can always think about being said is you know this is a time where you can disconnect and get away from you know all the technology and social media and really get into god's word and and just separate yourself from that and in a sense you know we should take moments to take a step back and get back to god's word but it really creates this like living a christian life we we have social media today and we have all this technology and we have modern culture mm-hmm. and society and stuff. And we, we need to be learning, especially for the kids need to be learning how do we live and practice the Christian faith in the real world, yeah. not separated, you know, up on the mountaintop, you know, we, we, we would go to mountains. Um, <laughs> And, and like Hunter said, it's like this kind of little little bubble um, of, you know, feeling like a really awesome Christian because, you know, all, all you're doing all day is just, you know, basically, you know, you play some fun games and then it's just, you know, discussing God and, um, you know, having a few sermons and music and stuff. Um, but the reality is that's not how life is. Yeah, I mean, that's you that's know. a really good point because I think like, that is definitely something that's lacking in our just our current uh, Christian culture in general, um, and it's, but especially for kids, right? Like because it's made out to be this su- such an esoteric kind of otherworldly kind of thing, mm-hmm. where yeah, it's it's a basically a mountaintop experience, and that is the only thing you should mm-hmm. be looking for in your Christian life, right? You just constantly seek whatever the next mountain is. Um, right. We, we have this whole. A sphere of you know multiple spheres of practical christianity that are just completely ignored yeah it, it downplays just the day-to-day christian life mm-hmm. and what it should look yeah, like. yeah i basically yeah, they, yeah. it's they, they don't want kids to feel like oh Christ, the bible is boring and christianity right. is boring so it's they want to make it fun and see it's fun to be a christian um and it doesn't mean that it, it can't be fun to be a christian but yeah like it, it's not a hundred percent fun all the time <laughs> If it was, it would be sin. And how do you how do you handle life when it's monotonous and boring or yeah, hard exactly. and not fun at all? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, just the idea of a mountaintop experience. Um, it, like we don't want to consider uh, 
going to a mountain and getting away a bad thing. And I think that's kind of where the confusion comes with that, that saying, right? It's like, oh, just getting away and it, because, because Jesus did that. Jesus went away and, and was by himself and prayed and, you know, uh, had that quote-unquote mountaintop experience, right? And that's where that idea comes from or whatever. Um, but we make it out to be, just like you said, like that's that's Christianity. Is that mountaintop experience? If you don't have that mountaintop experience, you're not being a Christian, you know, because you got to feel it to be Christian, you know. So, um, uh, some, something that I, I just thought of too, though, is um, just on the topic of like the last day, other kids all cry and stuff like that. I was I was thinking back to this last year, and um, that was it was different this time because. I like, like we always give the, um, or no, we, we, no, we didn't, never, no, never mind. Sorry. Weird thought there. But, um, <laughs> um, like I remember this, this last year when we were, when we were there and of course on the last day, you know, we had a lot of kids crying, but it felt so different than normal because we knew the kids stories and we were like, oh, that kid's crying for a very real reason. Yeah. And it felt so much more real because you knew the kids just weren't crying because it was the last day of camp. They were crying because they were so sad to go back to their horrible lives because their parents are evil. And like, it was, it was such a strange experience because it was like, Oh, this, this kid, his, his parents are divorced and he's crying because he has to go back to that. You know, um, there, there was a kid whose um, dad was transgender Mm. and it was it was so hard to like hear that kid cry because you knew he wasn't crying because it's the last day of camp. He was sobbing because his life was such a mess, and it was it was it was heartbreaking. And I remember Angel coming up to me afterwards, and he was like, "Man, we got to go preach the gospel because I don't want to like like hearing these kids cry is like the worst thing ever." Mm-hmm. And uh, that really that really hit me because it was like. Um, and that, and that part of that as well, just kind of shaped my theology of, um, like camps and stuff like that is, um, and, and even just kids in general, like sharing the gospel with kids is, um, you know, if you, if you have a church camp from all these different churches and, you know, half the kids that, that come to that camp, um, are there crying because their parents have done evil things, um, or are, you know just whatever and the kids are crying and so heartbroken because they have such horrible lives you think man we shouldn't be here preaching the gospel to these kids we should be going and preaching the gospel to these parents and that's something that you know i i really think um church camp suffer from is we focus on the kids because we think we can get the kids right but in reality that's not our job our job is not to get all the kids into a room and preach the gospel mm-hmm. to them the same reason we don't go into the public school system in order to reach the kids. That's an ineffective way of reaching the kids when in reality we should do. And, and not to say that people shouldn't go into the public school system. Just where, to, where your focus, right? Yeah, it's, it's where your focus is. If your focus in your life is to reach kids and ignore the parents, you not only have an ineffective way of evangelism because the parents are going to win that battle. Because they're there more, unless unless you're in the public school system, in which case you probably will win. Now that I think well, about it, well, look at the but, teachers. Uh, are, you gonna have to win the teachers. Then. 
That's true. Yeah, you have to win the teachers. Yeah. But yeah, it, um, it goes back to, I mean, when Caleb and I were reviewing Family Driven yeah. Faith and talking about just the youth group culture yeah. in general, like, yeah, we, we've made such a habit in American Christianity of just handing the kids over to a youth group or a youth mm-hmm. pastor. And so we don't, the church doesn't focus on what its actual job is, which is to equip all the saints, but specifically, you know, the parents so that the parents can then disciple their own children. Um, right. And so I think in, in a lot of ways, camps, youth camps are a reflection of just the youth group culture, because I mean, you do grow, go to these camps as, as a part of a youth group, mm-hmm. but it's very much like, oh, we're getting the kids even farther away from their parents to specifically talk to them about this because, oh, we can't, we can't reach the parents. So let's just do whatever we can with the kids while we can. Angel pointed out a really good point in, um, in chat uh angel oh, yeah hey, angel had been in chat um he he said usually the idea is we reach the kids so that they could reach their parents right, right. think about how backwards right. that is right yeah. which isn't yeah. their job no and and they're gonna <laughs> right. be they're yeah. not gonna win that battle as you said before connor yeah. right they're not going to it's just not gonna happen like a one yeah no very rarely was, sure go ahead. right like um but again the 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 one in a million chance that this is gonna happen is not a reason to keep doing it in you know mm-hmm. I, I recently learned about the origins of youth groups and Sunday school and where that came from. Um, it started back in, oh, my camera just, is my camera frozen for you guys? Mm, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going. Oh, oh, is that, okay. It's all zoomed in now for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I have no idea. I, and I'm a boomer when it comes to Windows computers, so... <laughs> Um, I'm much, much more comfortable with Apple. Anyways, um, it goes back to, um, England, although I recently switched to Android for phones. Um, but, uh, you, 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 we got, we got you halfway. That's okay. <laughs> anyways. So it, it goes back to, uh, England, uh, I, I believe England where back to the, re- uh, industrial revolution, essentially where, Kids were obviously there's child labor, right? Um, and so kids kids were having to work. The only time that kids didn't work was on Sunday because even the terrible industrial revolution machine still honored the Sabbath back then. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, so Sunday was the only time that they didn't work. And the church started Sunday school as literal school for the kids because the kids were not getting education. Mm-hmm during the week because they're being worked all day. So the church started as a ministry Sunday school to teach them science and writing and language and the Bible, obviously, right? Because it's coming from the church. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started was literal school Mm -hmm. for the poor and downtrodden kids Mm -hmm. who couldn't get that schooling and couldn't get that ministry. That's an awesome ministry for the churches to start doing. Um, to reach, to reach the, to reach that group. Um, but then it basically, that kind of just spread through the West. Right. And, and particularly then end up coming to America and it turned into the idea of, of Sunday school of sending the kids to Sunday school. And that's, and that's the origin and it slowly morphed into what we have today. And that just goes back to the confusion of what the purposes of these things are. Um, and so now the youth group is this like is a leftover of 
a ministry that was really awesome and it slowly turned into a thing that now is confused about what the point is mm-hmm. and confused about parents roles yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah i mean and and that brings us to that i mean i my mind keeps jumping to the uh, to the book that carly and i read uh by avodi bakum family driven faith because uh, what ends up happening in this in a similar sense to what happens with the youth groups is church camps become a sub culture of church or rather a completely different church um and and as such they end up separating these kids away from multi-generational church life i think that's another reason that it, it ends up being a, a pretty messed up um is because we have this weird you know again this weird microcosm this weird like subculture where the kids are just around each other 24 7 and the only adults who are in their lives are these you know these counselors but they the counselors really don't have that much authority because they're just counselors they're not their parents there's a limit to what they can do or say and they're not really hanging out with these kids they're just there as authority figures and and it ends up just being a lot like a public school right and we all know how that kind of that <laughs> culture works out in favor for producing well adjusted you know um christian kids it, it doesn't and so we have this just weird it, it, it's just it's so weird to see a such a, a separation and a subculture develop around church camps um because it's so antithetical to what church should be um and, and it's and it's touted as the ideal experience right that that's kind of the issue right mm-hmm. is everyone is always like yes church camp that's where my life is like i love that sort of high on the mountaintop sort of experience and it's because they're with their friends all the time they get to have fun all the time yeah and, and even a quick yeah, a quick highly emotional uh camp boyfriend and girlfriend yeah exactly right yeah 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 but then you never know and that then you person never know that afterwards. person again you never even talk to that person again most of the time um uh, and it's so weird because it's so antithetical to life it doesn't train kids for life it doesn't help them to be better at the christian life and if we're meaning camps to be for Christians, then it's doing a horrible job. For meeting camps to be for non-Christians, we're also doing a horrible job, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, no, I, I would I would say, I would say just kind of going off of what Thomas said, I mean, I think, I think that idea is actually a really good idea of um, making, making an opportunity for, for kids to have a childhood when they didn't have a childhood. It's it, basically, it's like a makeup childhood in a week. I think is a, is a great use of a camp. The issue is when we try to make it a Christian camp and put the Christian kids who also didn't have good childhoods because their Christian parents have been evil to them. Um, that's when you, you realize there's a problem, right? Because why are we doing this when the Christians that are in my church, that, like that's why this kid is the way that they are. And that's when open conversations about how to discipline your kids and discipleship and those types of things have to come into play. But when they don't, because it's all about that one week, you you miss you miss out on living a Christian life for a year 
rather than just a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was something else I was going to say too. I don't remember. So just move on. One one of the things that um, as I'm thinking about this more and about my experiences more, one of the things that I um, can kind of analyze about camps that I've been to is that they kind of um, more than just a typical Christian church environment, um, they they like pit Christian teenagers against one another in the sense that it's a competition for who can be more spiritual because it's like, mm. oh, who's having the best mountaintop experience here? Like we have to, uh, we have to constantly be one-upping up, one yeah, each other. Yeah, there's a really unhealthy culture of competitive <laughs> spirituality yeah. among It's like camps. You, yeah. you feel looked down upon if you don't go up to the front while everyone's worshiping on the last night. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> and I think, I think more than anything, that's a result of a Pentecostal church. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, I think I'm like noticing a lot of those things of just like the differences between our church camp experiences yeah. have so much to do with the church culture the, mm-hmm. itself. And, and what the goal is and what pe- what people already have their preconceived notions as, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it was very much, oh, if you actually, you know, were overcome by the spirit and spoke in tongues on the last night, like you're the cool spiritual person, like you're the uber Christian. I just, I just, that, that scene, it makes me think of like, like a sim growing up in age, you know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> that moment of, oh, oh. Oh, no! like, like, that's all I thought of in that moment was, you finally speak in tongues at the end of the week oh. <laughs> yeah yep yeah I mean so what do we have in terms of what other notes did you have Thomas um, in terms of like other kind of weird um, culture things well uh, yeah I I, the, I think the only thing I had left was I did a little bit of word study on sensuality um and so i was looking at some like uh, very brief stuff but looking at kind of the etymology of that sort of that word um and basically what that is it's it's talking about the senses and feelings Mm. um is is what it is Uh, john John milton actually of uh uh the writer paradise lost um Mm. he he said of sensuality it's he he called it the pleasures of the senses um you know or or it's 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 carnal instinctual appetites is 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 another one of the the descriptions that i have here and the church the mountaintop experience is it's an overload of your senses yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in to at a risk of being crass here, let's maybe this is a again maybe this is hyperbole, but let's just take pornography for instance, right? Think about like the the kind of way that pornography represents an overstimulation of an a technically good biological drive right um but like a, an oversaturation overstimulation of the good sensuality that can be 
you know, sex. Um, and and fate. And, and, and right? fate. Like it's, it's, Absolutely. It's fate. Yes, yes, yes. Right? That's that's kind of the where my mind went there um, in terms of using like word pictures. Um, because the Christian life, right, also it definitely involves emotion. It involves the senses. It involves... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good applications of all of those things, living life, you know, love in and of itself can't not include emotion somewhere or else you're obviously not, you know, and, and if we have love for God, love for your neighbor, both those things need to have accompanying, accompanying emotion or else they're dead in some sense. Um, but, you know, as you're saying, right, church camps um, tend to be an oversaturation and oversimulation, um, a heaping on of emotionalism to the point where it becomes not only um you know uh <laughs> what <laughs> not only you know unhelpful but fake um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you're encouraged being spiritual is up there and you know just pouring your heart out and and there's nothing wrong with raising your hands up and worship right but it's <laughs> It's <laughs> we're all, we're we're all uh, Baptists here, um, <laughs> but uh, you know it's it it encourages that just oh just you know I'm just high with the spirit sort of I mean I didn't run I don't my church doesn't run in like really Pentecostal churches I think there's been sometimes a Pentecostal church okay. go to the camp that we go to but it's very much like that sort of high on the spirit sort of yeah. thing when you, at, at when the church you... camps when you said your church runs with doesn't doesn't run with pentecostals i totally thought you were going to say my church doesn't run in packs i was like <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry that totally derailed your thought but, uh, but I, I had i completed my thoughts so oh, that's good that's, that's good <laughs> otherwise it wasn't worth it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think there's there's definitely a lot there um a lot there to think about in terms of how how to approach um, a church camp culture and a church camp uh, situation. Yeah, so I, why don't we why don't we transition into that? Like in an ideal world, let's say the yeah. four of us all go to the same church somewhere, and we're given the task to start a church camp. Do we accept? Do we reject? What does it look like? Do we hire Eric Colvin? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, say, you know, if we were all in an ideal situation to accept, then yeah, I'd say, I say yes, right? Like, again, I think it's definitely a tool that can be used and it's helpful. Um, I think it it would depend a lot on what, I mean, I guess I assume the church all four of us would go to would be a good church, hopefully, question mark. Um, But let's say, let's say it's a family, you know, the idea, the ideal situation, right? Like where we go to a family integrated reformed Baptist church, right? Right. Um, Yeah. Post mail. Post mail. And not one of those in James. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, we're talking about ideals here. But yeah. Um, I is Thomas. Are you you post mail as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Theonomy. Post mail. Theonomy. All, all the right. Stuff. Yeah. He's all the He's way. All the okay. Way. All right. Partial preterist. What's that? Partial. Yeah. Partial. Yeah, part, ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I I read I read when <laughs> Yeah. What's that? uh doug's book on um, revelation yeah he had, he had a commentary. Oh, okay. yeah. commentary yeah 
Gotcha. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And I, it made me want to go read Josephus and just uh-huh. read the, the histories and yeah. be like, oh, yeah, it's all historically. Yep. It's all there. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, <laughs> yeah. man. It's crazy. Yeah. I, actually, recently on, on one of Brandon Romans' posts, he was talking about eschatology. And I think you commented on there, too. But um, there was a guy who was who was like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of post-mill. I'm leaning towards that right now. And I'm not really sure. And I was like, dude, read these things. And, and he was like, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, yes, read them. You'll understand. Yeah. And one of those, obviously, was War of Jews, like, 70 AD. Like, mm-hmm. only that. I think, I think I saw that yeah. comment. Oh, did you? Okay, that's good. I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, right. Like, so in an ideal world, as you as you posited here, right? Um, oh, yeah. We're still on a you, topic. You, the you were the one who Sorry. posed this question, Connor. You can't... <laughs> No, yeah, no, I just totally it. derailed us. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I think I would accept. Um, you, you guys would accept, right? Say oh, for yeah. sure. Carly? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you say yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I thought of, though, uh, real quick before we continue, mm-hmm. like, this train of thought was um, when you were talking about, like, a kid who, who would, like, go to, to camp and then be like, you know, like, oh, this is, uh, this is what I want my life to be. I went to camp as a counselor and realized I wanted to be a parent. <laughs> like, like that yep. was something that I, I like, I like realized is like through my process of, of going to kids camp and being in charge of, you know, these kids for a week and like learning how to like handle them and how to approach certain things and learning how to teach them certain things and answer their questions about the Bible. Like I like would always come away from camping. Like that is the ideal like life right there. Is like being able to teach kids about God every day, and then I was like, "Oh, so I need to be a parent." <laughs> so. Yeah, I do. I definitely do really enjoy uh, being a counselor, and you know, I've it's there's had some good challenges. You know, we've had some uh, a, only a couple of kids, but a couple of kids on the spectrum, um, and that's a, ch- a a real challenge. But it's 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 a good challenge. Learning how how do we how do you work with a kid like that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah one, of, one of the like uh, kids that um, came to kids camp one year was um, somebody, a, a kid who had Asperger's and um, like, I, I think my relationship with that kid is like the best to this day of all the kids that I've had, like been a camp counselor for like in however many years I did that for like, yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. It, yeah, Definitely. Um, but, but with that being said, I, 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 the reason that I thought of that again was if we were to accept, we also have to think about the fact that are we parents and would we bring our kids and like that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. That's something I've always thought of because I would never send my kids to a camp if I didn't, if, if I wasn't there, I would, I wouldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because of all of the like sexual, uh, like um abuse that happens at camps you know what i mean that's something that i that i that we didn't talk about was like how horrible the sexual abuse is at like christian camps because christians are so naive Mm -hmm. um and want to think the quote-unquote best of everybody and so you know they're they're super guard down and that's something i've always prized about like our mom with kids camp was how she was like we're not doing this. Uh, you will never be alone with a kid ever, no matter what, like, you know, all that stuff. So, um, that was all good, but, but yeah, so, so, uh, 
if we did, um, I'm just all over the place today. I'm so sorry. Uh, if we did like accept that, like, what's the situation? Do we have kids? Do we not have kids? Like, what, what does that look like for, for terms of hypothesis? Because I feel like that's important. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if all four of us were at a, you know, Reformed Baptist post mill family integrated church, I feel like we all do have kids at that point. Like, this is right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's probably a, a reality. Um. So yeah, let's say for the purposes of this, yes. Okay. I know, Tara, give me a second. My just first right off the bat sort of thought is is thinking about two different, uh, distinguishing the two different kinds of camps. Um, and, right. and, and I think about a, a lot of all the, the growth and, and, and challenge challenge that I have uh, had um, being a counselor. And also uh, one of my good buddies, he worked at the camp that our church goes to. He did like summer internships, like three, three or four summers in a row. Um, and he, I briefly talked to him about this. Um, and he said that far and away the, the, the growth in the, uh, what's the, uh, sanctification. That's the word. Uh, the sanctification that he had, working for uh, for the camp and then you know pouring into the kids that come in was much greater than than he ever had coming as a participant hmm. um and so kind of right off the bat i think i think about well for for the believing kids something something like called conference comes to my mind yeah. um for believing kids yeah. um and then in turn having something more for the, 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 the church, what your church can do ministering to kids. So in my mind, I think about, well, we would one, one for the members of our own church that are believing kids, something more like the called conference, Christchurch called conference. And then we would have something where we are pouring into the kids uh, who need it, you, you know, in our community. Right. And even in, in, in certain ways, I'm not sure what it would look like, but having the kids of our church participating in that ministry, pouring into the, the kids who need it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there's such an opportunity for, you know, Christian young people to, to like, get the chance to sh show their true colors and kind of be a mentor. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's a great opportunity. Um, can, can you explain not only for my own sake, but for the listener's sake of what the call conference is and like, like That's the, give me the, the one that I went to in Moscow. New of course it is. Puts it on. We, mm -hmm. we did a whole episode on this Connor. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. I remember now. I know. I, yeah. I, 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 it sounded familiar, but I, I didn't remember what it was. I yeah. made the connection. Yeah, I mean, it's they bring in multiple speakers and it's literally like, uh, I mean, not necessarily every lesson is like a sermon, but it's like um, practical had, living out uh, Christianity. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's practical Christianity and certain lectures on other um, more specific topics and um we, I mean, we attended some lectures at NSA. That was cool. Um, but yeah. 
yeah, it, it was very much like um, we recognized that um, the majority, if not all of these kids here are saved and we're going to focus on growing your faith rather than um, primarily evangelizing. So I think it was very, it was very well focused in the sense that mm -hmm. like, you know, if you're not a Christian, we're not sure why you're here. We're still going to evangelize to you in some way, but um, there was, it was very focused on um, having discussion about God because you already know something about him because you're here because you're saved. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so I'm assuming we would do it from like our church primarily. Right. Like, so, uh, mm -hmm. for, for, in terms of like the called conference one, so we could do a different ministry for, uh, non-Christian kids. If it is the camp, you know, idea, because there's lots of, you know, parentless kids, even if they have parents, but they're abusive mm -hmm. or they're in prison or whatever, like camp for parentless kids. Right. Um, or camp for Christian kids. Um, something else that's really cool that, you can do for kids is like a good news club. I don't know if you guys have good news clubs where you guys are at, but in, in Wisconsin here, we like public schools open up um, to have Christians come in and just have a Got like an after school club. Come and hear the gospel. Yeah. After school club. So that's something okay. else that you can do that I just thought of as well. But um, so let's, let's, let's talk about like, if we're going to make a, a camp for Christians in our church, like the, the, our kids in our church, like where do we start with that? How do we get that going? I don't know. Okay, I'll go, I'll go <laughs> first. Well, my, my first, my first thought. I didn't want to just keep talking because I'm all over the place today. And I don't know why. Um, but for for kids, um, like you, you'd obviously want to be like, okay, so we're gonna do this camp and we're gonna we're gonna like have sermons what, like what age group what age groups are we are we looking at oh that's a yeah, good that's question a point. um is i i i honestly uh the a random thought that i had was uh loosely thinking thinking about uh the trivium and how that and and how dorothy sayers applies that to um how kids naturally grow and and progress in how we learn um, classical education yeah um so it's like uh, uh logic what what uh what is the trivium logic rhetoric and or grammar logic and rhetoric yeah. and so you know it's looking at the younger years is lots of memorization and that sort of thing and then and then and that's up to about elementary sort of age and then around the junior high age is logic and that you know the junior high age is when kids start questioning everything and that's when rebellion <laughs> kicks in <laughs> um and so you 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 use that you put that to good use and okay they're asking all these questions they want to know so you really start getting getting into those questions um and then rhetoric you know around base of the high school ages then is is refining um your own beliefs and so kind of my thinking is then it, with how it would progress with church kids the the younger age is a lot more kind of just learning Bible stories and a lot more memorization and learning songs and, and, and that sort of mm -hmm. thing and kind of following a similar 
sort of, you know, the high school age get into a much more kind of called conference, really practical Christian living. And like around the junior high age is when you start getting into like the problem of evil and, you know, um, those, those sorts of questions. Yeah. I mean, that's just a pretty good way to like, let's just say there were three different camps, right? Like that's probably how we would, we would structure them. Um, but I mean, I think like just in terms of what I think would be most helpful as a camp, I think, right. It would be for, for the Christian kids rather than like for non-Christian kids. Um, just as the more I've been thinking about it, because I feel like you can be way more effective in a intense setting like that with kids who already are Christians or are raised Christian um, than you'd be able to do with uh, non-Christian kids. I feel like you'd have more effective... I feel like you'd be more effective, you know, say you know we're in this small town and we have, we have our church or whatever, we're doing outreach, to do outreach on a day-by-day basis in those sorts of situations. Um, oh, for sure. Right, rather than trying Absolutely. to cram it all into a week. Um, and not to say you couldn't have, like, events and things for for kids. Because I think, like, a thing to strongly consider, again, in this hypothetical ideal church situation, is to have some sort of um, uh, help parents homeschool program, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes. Specifically, even non-Christian parents, right? Like mm-hmm. parents who are, um, right, like struggling financially, be able to give them resources so they don't have to chuck their kids into the public school system. Um, I love. Mm-hmm. I was just say I I love hearing that uh, Christ Church of Moscow part of the the church's budget is finances for people who need who need help mm-hmm. uh, getting yeah. getting. Christian education. Yeah. I didn't know that, but that makes me like it more. <laughs> yeah, because because the whole thing with like the Sunday school in England thing, right? That's the, like that's the sort of stuff that the church should be doing as an outreach. Yeah. Um, specifically as a, you know, obviously it's 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 good for those kids physically, but also it's a perfect opportunity to continue influencing them for Christ. Um, in a situation where it's not like we're banking everything on converting you so that your, your, your parents right. can also come to Christ, right? This would be a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, like you just continue day by day, week by week, being consistent in these kids' lives and their parents' lives um, and, and continually to, to evangelize to them as you provide them with love through physical there's a, being met. There's an organization in our area which actually invited me and that friend I was talking about uh, to start doing stuff for them this summer i was like i'm moving away yeah (laughs) but but they do something kind of like it's a it's a christian organization and they they do uh summer camps um and kind of similar to um you know the church camps that we're talking about lots of fun activities and games and but then also there is some you know evangelization but it's it's for the foster kids in our area Um, but they don't just the the organization doesn't just um, do that, that, um, summer camp, they, they, they have enough counselors where basically it's one, it's a ratio of one to two. Uh, mm-hmm. so I believe one counselor to two students. Um, wow. That's so much easier. <laughs> and, 
and they continue it into this into the schools and they either weekly or, or monthly meetings uh they come to the school the same counselors that you saw that you met at camp or whatever um they continue um meeting at the schools and having kind of a, a Christian club sort of thing. Um, right. But they, they continue that um, they, they have that, they, they have the, the fun getaways um, summer camp that, yeah, a lot of these kids do just need a time to get yeah. away from how horrible their life is terrible <laughs> yeah. at home. Um, and then, but they don't just, all right, cool. We, you, you had a great time. Hopefully you came to know Jesus and now, you're off your own. No, we're going to continue to see you through the school year. Oh yeah. I, I remember, I remember a counselor. I remember a counselor telling me um, like, as we were talking through like how to reach a kid um, with the gospel um, of him wanting to do like a sinner's prayer, like invite Jesus into your heart, kind of a thing. Um, and us at the very beginning of the week being like, that is heresy, that is sinful, don't do that, that's evil, that is like the worst heresy in the American church, like known to man, like don't do that. <laughs> and so um, like we were just kind of having that conversation because that's kind of how like he had known it before and he was like, no, you're right, but like what's, what's, what hurts me is like I want the kid to be saved because I don't want them to go home unsaved because they're not going to get the gospel at their home and so it's like you know super hard and and i in my in my head it just pointed me more and more towards like what you're saying there it's like you know if these kids go to like a church that um or their parents go to a church that's here like like we need to be more than just about this week of just stealing kids away for a week and then being like, all right, well get you saved sneakily behind your parents back and send them back saved. And, you know, hope they stay that way, you know, kind of a thing. And it's just such a messed up system where it's what you're describing, like meeting with them and just being a mentor for them in their life and continuing that relationship with those kids is so much better than trying to cram salvation into a week and being really sad and disappointed if they're you don't see them saved after that week and so all the more incentive to hey invite jesus into your heart just get saved so i don't have to worry about you anymore you know kind of mindset and what what would it look like um for not just like some high school age or college age or you know adult counselors there for the week that or you get families who are their mom and dad and their kids who are there ministering for the fun summer camp. And then also those families you continue to see weekly or monthly through the school year after that. And they're, 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 they're in the same town as you and they continue that family, that, that church um, you're continuing to pour into their lives, not just this counselor that you had at summer camp. And then that's it. Right. That's yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, to the process of then the three different camps that we would have, um, like obviously we'd be very talking with the parents, being like, "Hey, um, where are your kids at?" Um, mm-hmm. You know, and like even taking just little surveys of like, what topics would you like us to teach your kids about? For for instance, like like for the camp that that we would do with our, our dad. Our dad has done so much study 
into creationism and he has like a giant mm-hmm. fossil collection and stuff like that and so oh, i didn't know that about him <laughs> oh you didn't know that the no. creation part of the fossil no part. the fossil collection part. okay yeah he has a huge fossil collection uh that was okay. donated to him by his old youth Gotta pastor get him to show me at some point. Mm-hmm. oh yeah it's super it's super awesome but uh um like it makes sense mm-hmm. that the parents would want to send their kids to this camp christian parents want to send their kids to this christian camp to have an expert teach them about creationism right and all the mm-hmm. things that they've studied the apologetics of creationism that makes sense whereas so i think we kind of have to change the paradigm a little bit um because why would you know uh god-fearing christian parents who want to disciple their kids want a break for a week and they would send them to this other parents you know or these other these other parents to, to um you know do take their job for a week so they can have like vacation from their kids, you know, like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but it makes sense if, okay, this is the topic that you know a lot about. And so you can teach your kids about it. It's a conference. You know what I mean? So just kind of changing the paradigm to, to make more sense within a Christian culture of less about um, you not discipling your kids. Right. And so somebody else has to be for you, but rather, Hey, this person knows a lot about this thing. And so, um, we're going to make a week of it and, you know, do have some fun activities and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think I would even be open to being like, okay, the parents, um, you know, come with, you know, we make it like a family, uh, you know, family vacation conference. week. Yeah. Family conference. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, and, uh, focused on teaching your kids, these apologetics and, uh, those types of things. Um, like I really like that just makes a lot of sense. So I, I could see it going either way. And I think it would just depend on the church culture, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are so many, there's so many fun things to consider and discover here of like just ways to reform church camp. Yeah. Well, one thing that just came to mind, Connor, just about. as a, like a tangent to that, um, Remember when, so, you know, remember when we used to go to, you know, do short-term missions trip with the youth group and it's, it's such a waste of money. It's such a waste of time. We don't do anything. We go off to some (laughs) random place. Remember when we had that idea and it never ended up happening. I don't know why, where we were going to take that same week of time in the summer. And instead of going on a mission trip to some random town in the middle of nowhere um, that we don't know any of the people at, we're going to never see them again. Instead, taking that week and spending it in... Uh, concentrated effort in our own community doing like evangelism and uh, like physical needs work, right. To help people with what we, they need. We, yeah, we kind of did that. I remember going to Oak Hill Christian school and helping Oak Hill Christian school. out. Yes. Yes. And that was a part of like that week, but I don't think we did something every day. It was, you know, very sparse and we didn't do any evangelism. Yeah. And, and that's something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Angel brought up that idea a few times of like let's do a um a short-term missions trip to the abortion mill Hmm. and that'd be a great way to to teach people what it's about and to get people started so they know how to do this and you know all those types of things right that's to be the sort of thing that i would love to do with you know future church thing too right like would be to for with the with the kids of the church be like you know or just that the whole church in general right like whoever can do it um sort of thing i would not yeah it would not be an abortion clinic 
uh, yeah, missions I, trip with the kids. I just, <laughs> I didn't mean like that. I meant like, yeah, yeah. What I meant was just in general, like yeah, the general no, idea. No, I was just, yeah. I was just trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't trying to call you out there. I was just trying to be funny. I was, I just, yeah. <laughs> he's so bad. Um, but yeah, that's the sort of stuff that I think. Yeah, Mickey wrote, "I need it." What? The stuff we were what just talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, do we have any yeah, I, I, last thoughts? Yeah, Thomas. I was just going to say that, like, I, I've said it a couple times about how the the uh, being a counselor uh, and and the good challenge that that brings, and just thinking about that, there isn't challenge in the kind of church camps that America does yeah. for the Christian kids and teaching to junior high and high school. Um, how to do evangelism, right? How to preach outside of an abortion mill, right? That would be incredibly challenging. Mm-hmm. And it would be, and it would be, there'd be so much growth and sanctification that would come from that. Um, and I just, yeah. I just think about that it needs, or, or the more theological sort of uh, teaching, um, you know, the, in, in a more like a call conference sort of thing. Right. Um, there's just not, not any challenge because, you know, going back to the confusion thing, they're trying to both be there for the Christian kids and also trying to hope that the kids who aren't believers would come to Jesus. Um, and so there's no challenge unless specifically you have, you know, really great leaders and stuff taking discussion in a specific way, but you know, an exception doesn't, disprove the rule yeah it it would be it'd be great to have a christian camp that was so challenging to christians that non-christians are uncomfortable going to yeah yeah oh man when i things that um sorry um (laughs) oh you're fine uh one one of the things that i specifically noticed about call conference was that it was not only challenging in the sense that um just the the um, talks were challenging and edifying and um, built me up in my knowledge of theology and my faith, but also being at a camp with other people my age, I don't, I don't think I've ever been, other than G3 conference, um, but I guess called conference, I, I don't think I've ever been in a space with that many people my age that had such similar beliefs to me and were actually confident in their faith to the same degree. Um, and so I was challenged not only by the people that were speaking every day, but by my own peers Mm -hmm. that the discussions that we had made me think about things because it was like, oh, I don't know if I've ever thought about that before. And, you know, we would have small group discussions where we disagree on things and we'd have to talk about it. And that was extremely helpful. Whereas in other camps that I've been to, the discussions weren't like that. It was like, oh yeah this is how God is. He's cool, I guess. But it, it was never really like, well, let's hash this out. Like, what do we actually believe about this and why? And let's use scripture to back it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think ultimately just kind of as last thoughts of this is for, I think kind of trying to close this up, not really sure, <laughs> but uh, it's just kind of a, a pointed last thought here. It's just, if we're talking about Christian camps, again, it's according to what standard. Do you have scriptural backing 
for what you want to do at a Christian camp for kids? Yes. Yeah. Can you point to scripture and say, this is why I'm doing this? Yeah. And if you can't, then who do you think you are? <laughs> for real. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that was kind of an RC Sproul moment of what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah. I, I meant that as a serious <laughs> comment and everybody laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was a great series. Um, yeah. Um, I guess I guess that just really really comes down to is if you if you want to do something for God um, and you're not using His Word as the foundation for why, then who do you think you are? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other last thoughts, guys? And if and if the people were still listening, they're not listening now. I mean, who do you think you are is just a more modern way of saying, uh, who are you, oh man, to answer back to God. So (laughs) totally different context. (laughs) (laughs) They're not refuting the sovereignty of God. Well, in a sense, they are kind of refuting the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty in the sense that he's ruler over everything and he gets to decide how it goes. Yeah. Jesus is Lord now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> he is post mill. <laughs> yeah. Carly Thomas, any thoughts? I, I recommend so. called conference. I don't know exactly what's happening with that this year because they pushed it off to sometime later in the year, yeah. yeah. I think I saw that. But I still recommend it in the future. <laughs> and 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 you can go Thomas will be small group leaders at it in the <laughs> NSA. Yeah. So I mean that would be cool. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. You can listen you can listen to at least I think the 2019 lecture. Yeah, you can listen to all the talks on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, Mickey apparently Connor was talking about the when she said I need it, she was talking about the church that we we're going to start. So yes. and it's going to happen, guys. We're going to eventually start this post-mill theonomic reformed Baptist family integrated church. Uh, we're gonna take over whatever town we plant that in. So I was muted the whole time, happen. but yeah, I was saying, oh, yeah. I'm reading. I'm reading <laughs> Principles of War by Jim yep. Wilson right mm-hmm. now. So that's yep. I want to read that because I. Ever since I heard Doug Just Wilson that. talking about that concept, I was like, yeah. that's that's it right there. <laughs> that's that's yep. And I love that yeah. it's just rolled out a map of the U.S. That's a good town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and just picked it up and now they've you know school you know two two schools and two churches and mm-hmm. yep all the businesses yeah <laughs> so i guess plan connor is oh wait oh <laughs> i was just about to <laughs> i got scared for a second i was just about to completely <laughs> Ruin a whole bunch of stuff. In due time. Never Gail, mind. In due time. <laughs> oh gosh. See, the thing is, people are gonna be able to figure it out just from me slipping up oh, there. Yeah. So yeah. It's oh fine. well. You won't be able to confirm anything. Yeah. Though, so. That's true. Innocent until proven guilty. Am I right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not confirming anything for legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sue you. I, I decline to respond. <laughs> All right. Well, my dog definitely like needs to go to the bathroom probably. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, Mickey said you could tell from the first time you brought it up. LOL. LOL. 
yeah probably but whatever <laughs> it's fine um specifically you, people didn't know what i was gonna say um mickey get back to your home yeah mickey come on <laughs> but yeah thanks very much thomas for for being on the episode that was a lot of fun good good thing to kind of hash through um mm-hmm. you can find us on twitter at christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show or at our website at christianartistshow.com. You can support the podcast on patreon.com slash Caleb and Powers. You can give me money to continue doing this. Um, also, hey. what? Oh, well, me. No, you don't get any of this. Sorry. <laughs> Either of us get a cut, Connor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not me for a couple years, anyway. <laughs> Um, there it goes. <laughs> now I'm all flustered. You, st- you stick around long enough with a Christian artist, and uh, all the secrets come out. Uh, all the secrets come what out. What was I just gonna say? I my mind. Oh, you can you can find Thomas at uh, doubtful doubtful Carp- carpenter. It's, or it might just be. I carp. think it's dar- doubtful carp. <laughs> he's a very he's a very confused fish. Makes me think of the fish. <laughs> Thomas is a very confused fish who needs answers. So please tweet him your secrets. Um, at... I, I sometimes use doubtful tecton mm. because that's tecton is the Greek word for carpenter, and then ah. doubting Thomas. That's where it came uh, from. But yeah. tecton is. I decided it's sometimes it's just too confusing. <laughs> so I switched it to Carper Carpenter, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Thanks again for being yeah. on the podcast and I'm very excited for the continued saga of us having a million guests on. <laughs> um, let's see. What do we have? A million. Not a million, but a lot. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see. Next week we have sean m brage to talk about regular jobs as a christian right what is it like to just be a normal schmuck with a factory job or whatever right like how do you how do you be a christian ironically enough i have no idea who this guy is yeah he's a a guy i follow on twitter uh, that follows me on twitter as well um but yeah i'm excited for that and we have uh i believe terranolius streaming um on thursday and we're doing a side story, I guess, of our earliest uh, D&D campaign we do. And then Friday... Kelly, are you a part of that one? Mm-mm. No. No. I just watch it. Gotcha. <laughs> Friday, we will finally be starting episode one of our new campaign, the Hellbreaker sequence. So pumped about it. Very excited. The, the Hellbreaker sequence to break through the uh, dread of having not done... Uh, Anno Domini for yeah, literally forever, yeah. and then we're like can't come back to it because it's not fresh. Yep, <laughs> we'll come back to it eventually, but you know, for now we're gonna yep. do this thing. Just like Elysian Road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Just like we're gonna do Orphans of the American Dream and Crown Inquisitor season four. We just mm. keep starting new campaigns instead of going back to old ones. It's fine. <laughs> We want to do too much. We're only restricted by our. What'd you say? I said that's the usual. You start new games rather campaigns rather than finish yeah. them. That's right. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
I don't remember what I was going to say now. It doesn't matter. It was unimportant. We can move on. <laughs> We've outstayed our welcome. Let's go ahead and end this episode. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with some more. Bye.